Hey everybody, Diana here for the Change Worker Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about another sexy topic. Well, I think it is. Um, sort of a, they're both kind of the same thing, uh, but one, there are differences. So um, I named this delayed gratification in your business on purpose because a lot about being a business owner revolves around long-term thinking, uh, being able to work through our impulses, our short-term decision-making, our perhaps thoughtless decision-making when it comes to our business and our own sense of discomfort, also our own nervous system dysregulation. So, those are a lot of big words basically to say that, um, there are urges we all have, and it could be overeating, overspending. Um, we react very quickly and perhaps rashly, impetuously in order to soothe a perceived discomfort. And that is no different. Urges are no different in our businesses because we're not getting the results that we want. It's, it's very similar to trying to lose weight or trying to cut back, you know, or use a budget. It's an urge. We have an urge to make decisions in a certain way. And most of the time we're not even used to, not even aware of it. We're so used to it. It's habituated and it's, it, it served us probably maybe over an extended period of time. And we just don't question that part of our decision-making. It feels good. Why not? So with delayed gratification though, and you have a business and you're serious about it being a support to you, you're all in on this business or in, 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 in some cases, a career, the sense that, uh, we're putting off our immediate needs for the future ones. And I read an interesting definition, you know, I love me some definitions. So one of them I read was, um, delayed gratification is an act of resisting the impulse to take an immediate reward in hope of obtaining a more valued reward in the future. And I love the use of this word resist because it sounds like, you know, we're in a bakery and we see cupcakes or cake or pies, and we're resisting the temptation of these cakes and pies. Uh, and it sounds like a white knuckling kind of experience, which is not pleasant and generally doesn't work for very long. So it is part of our emotional intel intelligence to develop longer term decision-making processes. And a lot of that has to do with what we're feeling in our body. What are the sensations that are coming up for us? In most cases, it's anxiety or fear um, that we're reacting to. It could be just uh, a slight addiction to a dopamine hit. Like, I'm going to feel better if I take advantage of the sale, or I'm just going to have part of a cookie. You know, there's this temptation and a sense of rebelliousness that we're having against our own long-term wants and needs. And so I find this, it, it has a, when we, 
I discovered in myself that there is a definite correlation between my relationship with money sometimes and how I think of food or dieting. <laughs> I've never been good at budgets. Um, I've never been one of those people who I think I, I balanced my checkbook once in my entire life. My mother tried to teach me and it just did not stick. And I was like, well, this is what we have bank statements for, right? And it is good to know where your money is going. But if you're used to not having, you know, you're used to, well, I became used to um, paying my bills first, take care of the business, take care of me first, pay all the bills, buy all the food, put gas in the car. And then there might be some discretionary spending. But until that point, no, not going to spend in a in, um, impetuous way that feels good in the moment, but just doesn't serve any long-term satisfaction. It doesn't serve any long-term purpose. So I like this, this uh, definition I saw because it's the act of resisting. And what I've talked about, I know many times in this podcast is the act of allowing an impulse or urge, allowing it that, that discomfort, that urgency, that anxiety, that, that urge, a, an allowed urge brings up in our body. And that's all it is allowing all those uncomfortable sensations to be in our body and not act on them. That in a nutshell is delayed gratification is the just allowing an urge. But you have to be aware, I think, first of the context behind the urges, uh, because if we're not aware of how our brain operates or how our brain operates in specific situations, then allowing that urge is going to be uh, probably impossible to do, because if you're not aware of your brain, and you're trying to allow it, it does become that uh, white knuckling versus allowing it. it. It becomes, uh, an issue of willpower, which I've never, I have a lot of problems with willpower and, and how it's used in terms of dieting and, uh, losing weight because it just sounds like some people have it and some people don't. And if you don't have it or a, a lot of it, then you're just weak and lack control. That has always been my interpretation of this whole willpower and white knuckling things. You have to be a stronger person over your impulses. And I don't think strength has anything to do with it. I think allowing it has everything to do with it. So off my soapbox a bit. And there's a big part of my coach training. We talked about urges in regard to overeating or over drinking, over spending, over social mediaing, those kinds of over indulgences. And we talk about, there's this wonderful word called buffering. It's a term used to describe that basically you're giving into your urges. You're buffering your discomfort by giving into them or you're buffering your urge to overeat or overdrink, overspend by doing some other activity that could be equally harmful. 
So buffering is, you know, buffering is a way to avoid our emotions, to escape those unpleasant sensations, pressures in our body. And it's all part of the same thing. And it, it applies to our money. It applies to our business. And, when, and we're in our business in whatever stage of that business it is in the beginning, in the middle, you know, wanting growth expansion, then you're still, we will never get, get away from the discomfort of our uncertainty, our anxiety, our fears. It's just not going to happen. So in, in terms of a business, we might want to spend a lot of money on a training and not necessarily give it a lot of thought behind what that training involves and the amount of work we're going to have to do on ourselves and in our business. And all those programs that are, you know, cut and paste, quick fixes, because it sounds so exciting. It's like, oh yeah, quick fix. And I'll be making X amount of money every month within two months, you know, and, and, and there's a, you know, a disconnect from reality in a sense, because we want so much to have what these programs and classes deliver, which is, I want a lot of money right now. You know, that's the urge for that, that hit of dopamine that our brain is, it's, it's like a reward. There's so much pleasure in that hit that we're like, Oh, and we associate that, uh, dopamine hit with also harmful things to us, like overeating, over drinking, overspending that have a negative net consequence for us. And so, but the thing about our brains, which I love, there's a lot of neuroscience research behind this is our urges, not through the, the eyes of a modern person, but our urges kept us alive. Our urges made us run or it made us hide, um, fight or flight urges that are not even real definite conscious thoughts in our brain. Our bodies just respond to run or fight, um, hide, whatever it is. So all these urges to modify our behavior or to mitigate some of our own discomfort are part of our primitive brain. And our, our primitive brain has not evolved past what it does uh, to keep us alive. And I have said this many times, and I, I think it's worth repeating that the brain doesn't know the difference between an actual physical threat to our safety, like someone holding a gun to our head or an animal about to eat us or some sort of violence and expanding our business, taking on more clients, hiring staff, in, uh, increasing our education, pursuing more certifications, all of that can be very nerve wracking, but that terror of like possible death is, is, can be on par with the nervousness and the overwhelm and the anxiety of doing something new that we really want. The brain doesn't know the difference. And so it's going to always respond to this perceived threat in the same way. That's the key to knowing about our urges and the fear accompanying those urges. We, we, we do urges, we give into them because we don't like feeling fear or anxiety, uncertainty at the simplistically, that's what's going on in our brain. So I look at this, um, there's another phrase I'll get to, but 
Delayed gratification, I think there have been multiple studies on successful entrepreneurs that they have learned this skill to delay gratification, to think in terms, longer terms of what goes on in their business. I'm going to forsake uh, some immediate hits, either through money or more clients or new opportunities. And I'm not going to give in to the urge to spend more money on infrastructure or getting more um, employees, uh, you know, in, uh, getting a new building, a new place, whatever it is. They're thinking you're just very much set in the present moment. Your brain is somewhere in the future, but you're making decisions from this future version of you rather than uh, the past one or maybe the present one. And I know I've talked a lot about the, this future version of you, future thinking, and really connecting to that person who's making all these decisions from the future, looking back to now. Is that what um, the successful entrepreneur I want to be, is that the decision that that, that version of me would make? And so it's, it's really taking sort of straddling your present and future self, I think in a really constructive way, because it, it, your future version has a lot of information you're probably barely aware of right now, because they've gone through it already, <laughs> your future version of you. And so you can tap into that. There's a, there are ways to do it. I, I'm telling you. So, um, I, as a part of that, I have a friend of mine who's a fellow coach and, and we're in similar places in our business where it, it is hard to really embody the business person who makes thousands of dollars more than we have made thousands of dollars more than I have ever made. And for her in her situation, she's stuck. There's a sense of deep confusion. And so she's been trying to, you know, what does, what I want to know the how I want to know this. And, and there's like this sort of internal teenager in her head says, you know, well, it's supposed to happen by now. I've been in business for almost three years and, and it should have happened. And it's fascinating. We're in the same place together. Um, we've got different emotions kind of keeping us where we are, but at the heart of it is fear is, you know, I know where my sources of fear are and we've, I've coached her on hers, but it's fascinating that this future version, she, the more she went down into her confusion spiral, the less she was able to access the very strategic parts of her brain and also her future self. Cause she was totally in a lack of belief that it was going to happen. She was basing this lack of belief on perceived lack of results. And it was interesting to coach her on this because basically what she, we determined that there were some results, not necessarily the ones she wanted, not necessarily bad results, but different than what she was expecting. So that's kind of uh, future thinking in during a coaching session, can you access that version of you? 
in a way that is sort of meditative, cont contemplative, you do journaling. These are all ways to access. Ask yourself questions. What should I do right now? What is the right decision about A, B, and C? And there's a part of you that's very wise. I like to call them, they're, you know, our alternative reality people because the our future versions are in an alternative reality and they've already gone through the steps they are a source of our wisdom let's use them and we just ha have to open ourselves up to the possibility that that wisdom is there and to let it rise and to come forth so you can use that wisdom so the other term i like to think about is similar to delay gratification is delay discounting, which is we tend to place less value on rewards that are delayed in time. And so we're placing a lot more importance on the things we can get right now. And it, and interestingly, when I was researching this podcast a little bit, it, it, sh it shouldn't surprise anybody, but it shows up this uh, delay discounting shows up in substance use disorder, ADHD, um, all kinds of compulsive behaviors. And it's, it, it, it's one of those things where we have to learn to manage our mind. Obviously, if you're a, a substance use disorder person, then there's going to have to be some other support for you to, um, really dive deep into those, those urges within you and whether there's like an organic reason for why, for some people, obviously, if you're, there's a substance use and that hit of dopamine, like I said, is a truly powerful thing. Um, it's interesting. You need more support than a coach. I would tell you that right now. Um, but really, I found this interesting, the delay discounting, it just goes back to, it's like, we're automatically placing a lot more value on what's available to us right now. And that doesn't help us long-term with whatever professional or business goals that we want to have. And the thing about delay discounting is that it's, you know, from a coaching standpoint, um, that it's really reminding your brain that you have these goals. And I went through a, a client session earlier, I think it was this week or the week before with a client of mine I've been working with for a long time. And she had set up goals in 2023. She had two, one was pro professional, but intertwined with that was a personal one. And so she was making decisions and I, it, it, they were interesting decisions about uh, real estate, for example. And I looked at her and I said, well, where does this particular um, action you want to take with this real estate fit in with your financial goals uh, in 2023? And she looked at me like, what? And, and she's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, they're part and parcel of financial um, responsibility and maturity that you had established as your goal for 2023. And this seems like an impulsive decision. Is it? I was just curious. I, I didn't want to, I mean, it, that's her money. It's her property. She can do whatever the hell she wants. But I wanted to wrap up this, you know, how easily we can go for the pleasant feeling thing 
like she was going to do something with this piece of real estate that made her really happy and it would help people she knew. And, but I was really curious as to how far along she gave it some thought in terms of like, what are the financial ramifications of doing what I want to do? Am I okay with that? Does that fit into the, the financial goals that I have for 2023? And, and it just stopped her. Like she said, well, I just, I, I just made that decision. I said, well, yeah, but your goals, as you stated in, you know, the first six weeks of this year, are very important to you, yet you're making feel good kind of impulsive decisions. And this is some, this is part of her go-to. And I just wanted to remind her of that. I wanted for her to have the bird's eye view that I, as her coach have, there was no shade being thrown here. It was just, I'm reminding you of something you said that was important. And so she gave into this urge. She gave it, we, talked it out. She talked it out with the people who was, it was necessary to talk this out with. And, and it came to this point where she was doing something ultimately that gave her a lot of pleasure. It would be a help to some of the people in her life. And it was all around, you know, she got to the point where it's like, okay, I, I can fit it into my financial goals. I was like, cool. Awesome. But just wanted to remind you. Um, and so when it comes to, in a nutshell, these urges to do things that feel good, like eat that piece of pie, uh, give away real estate or a car or buy buying something big and giving it away, giving sums of money away or, uh, anything that we're, we're doing something for somebody um, it, because it feels good to give to somebody to help somebody out. And then there are the downsides of that. It's like, is that, was that a really thought out sort of impulse, this urge? Was it so automatic and you just didn't even know, notice that you were making that decision? And it just, with everything in terms of coaching and you wanting to build your business, create one, um, expand it then their decision-making skills will evolve, will have to, if you want to get the results that you want. So I mentioned earlier about allowing impulses, allowing those urges. And there is a way I can show you. Um, and I'm just a reminder here too. I, I think I mentioned it in the previous episode that I won't be doing the video ones because I didn't think it through. And I apologize for that. I didn't, it seemed like a good idea and I was testing it a little bit, but I'm going to do away with the video. Um, and I'm not sure I'm going to do the second, um, podcast episode in this platform. Anyway, so I want I look at the, these things as if I'm talking to my clients about this, um, I still personally deal with a lot of urges that I'm far more aware of than I ever have been. And it usually involves food and sometimes rash decisions about purchases and what have you allocation of resources, shall we say. And so, but it, it shows up for me in food and it, it's 
to me, it's like, okay, I, I want to be more thoughtful about where my attention goes when it comes to food. Am I really genuinely physically hungry? Can I wait? Do I have to do it now? What is my internal emotional landscape looking like? Why do I feel this urge to go shove food in my mouth when I just ate like two hours ago? What sort of pressure am I feeling inside? How restless am I? How anxious am I? Am I even, do I even have that awareness of what's going on in my body? And because I've been at this for a long time, um, in terms of losing weight and gaining it back, and I want to lose it again for good. And I think a lot of the work I've been doing very patiently with myself is helping me do that. Allowing these urges, allowing these quick decisions and the decision-making process to just be made, but not to act on them. That's where, it, you know, if the longer you can extend that time period between the urge feeling inside you and you taking action on it is just going to help you long-term. The longer you wait to give into that urge, one, the urge may just totally go away and B, you can be more thoughtful about why you're giving into that urge. So there's less judgment, less guilt, less shame about like, you know, I wanted to, to like, for instance, I had, um, I'm a big, those marshmallow peeps, the Easter peeps, I adore them. And I bought some and I have them, had them on my desk and I was looking at them last night. I had some cause I wanted them. I thought about it and I was like, this is a great decision. I'm going for it. And then this morning they were still here cause I like them stale. I know it's kind of gross, but they kind of taste better when they're stale. They tend to last longer when they're stale because you're chewing, chewing them. It's just a personal preference. Probably sounds gross. Anyway. So I waited I looked at them, they were on my desk and I just kept looking at them I'm like, well, I don't really want them now. Huh? And so I put them in the, in the kitchen away from my desk out of sight, out of mind, you know, and I'm, I'm glad I made that decision. I really truly didn't want them. That wasn't what my hunger was telling me. I'm going to eat breakfast after this, but you see, allowing the urge with all of our brain, especially our prefrontal cortex, the, st the strategy part of our brain, the one that can make plans, the one that can make decisions that are not based upon this, our perceived survival. The ones that we can truly ask questions like, am I really hungry? Nope, you're not. And our body tells us these things too. It's like, it, in some cases I'm realizing a lot of my urges for really crappy food, my body is like, my brain's all on board, obviously. Give it to me now. My body's going like, uh-uh. You know what happened last time when you ate that? You felt like crap. That is no longer on our available menu. We don't want it. But the part of my, there's that primitive part of my brain's going like, oh, hell yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> so it is, when it comes to our businesses, we have to approach this are our urges and giving into them or allowing them to be there without acting on them. This is a skill we can build. This is, this is also our 
really being clear on what we value. Well, I know if this plan goes into play, this is like a one to three year plan that I want to put in place. And I'm going to have to make some decisions that don't feel good right now, but will be really awesome in one to three years. That's the part that we have to tap into. We can find other things to distract us from this urge to make snap decisions. We can find other ways to distract ourselves from those urges. Not ideal, but sometimes that's all we can do. But allowing them, allowing the sensations of those urges, for me, it's massive restlessness, physical restlessness. And this sense of uncertainty, that sinking, dread, doom kind of feeling. All it is, is a sensation in our bodies. Nothing's happened. Our brain thinks something's going to happen, but nothing's happened. And we could just let that sensation sit there. So I want to offer some videos, some helpful videos, and I'm not sure the platform, it might be a Patreon thing, Um, I will let you know, but I want you to be able to see some of these things. And so you can do them for yourself. Like, what does it look like when someone allows the urges to make a snap decision, to eat that pie, to spend thousands of dollars on something you don't need and don't have the resources to pay for them. So that is forthcoming. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next time.